Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Welcome. <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel a little bit emotional. <laughs> uh, so welcome, everyone. So happy to see you. First, I want to give a special shout-out this morning to our behind-the-scenes man, <laughs> Pastor Talent, it's his birthday, yeah, happy birthday, Talent, Freddie Free, amen, thank you Talent for everything that you do for us and that you're always so faithful, we appreciate you a lot, and then um, I wanted to say Pastor Renata sends a laugh, but she's in the audience here this morning, so welcome Pastor Renata. And please use the mic, please feel free to <laughs> elaborate. Um, she's on fire and I know she wants to be back. <laughs> I just asked if I can just finish this little series, shall we call it, that I've started. Because we have one little part that we need to do first. Finish with, about the sound mind. So I hope we all have a sound mind. So first, I want to just give a little testimony this morning. So um. You know, sometimes when you decide to teach on something or give a testimony, it's like you really have an att attack on that thing. <laughs> yeah, you really have a test <laughs> on what you are preaching about. So about a week and a half ago, you guys know we didn't have School of the Supernatural last week, but on the Friday before that, we went to Messina to go and visit my husband, and we were in a car accident. My car was totally written off. I actually got the email this morning from the insurer. So I have no car. Somebody decided they're going to make a U-turn right in front of us on the N1 highway. So um, I just want to say thank you for the goodness of God again. Sorry. <laughs> because they, um, we realize how precious our lives are. And, uh, God still have a plan for us. So yeah, amen. Let's go on. <laughs> so you know our scripture is... Um, what Can is I it? say something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Yvette is getting her emotions. <laughs> um, I was really praying for them. And uh, this morning God just said to me that, and while she was testifying of what happened, you know, in, in the prophetic, your car, what you drive with is your ministry. It's a symbol of your ministry. So um, if you get a prophetic word of, I see you driving in a red Ferrari, uh, one of the young men in church got it on Sunday, it's his ministry, it's taking off, it's gonna be fast, it's gonna be powerful, it's gonna be full of fire. And it's as if the, the, the enemy wants to steal and tell you that you don't have a ministry. Um, because, and, and white is purity, it's righteousness, it's, it's all of those things, and wisdom and insight. And I just want to tell you again this morning, Dr. Yvette, that you have a ministry. You have a place in this ministry. You are a powerful woman. And what the enemy meant for your home, God will restore you know, the double portion, it's, it's double portion today, it's, <laughs> it's Talent's birthday, he's 33, and that's, 
That's when, um, when uh, Jesus' ministry ended. But it's where our ministry started. And um, so I, I just want to encourage you today that, you know, what the enemy attacks you on the most, that is where you are the most powerful. And uh, we just have to, you know, rejoice in it. Amen. You know, because trials and tribulations make us strong. And it's true. Um, we can't have a, a testimony if we don't have a test because then we don't have the money or the money. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, That's so true. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank I'm you, sorry, Pastor Thank <laughs> you. Sorry for that emotion. I just want to say God sent some angels to be with us the whole time. As soon as the accident happened, 10 seconds later, two people stopped there and they stayed with us the whole time. So, you know, and I mean, for myself, I told Pastor Nort and Pastor Yaku on Sunday, I never stop when I see an accident or anything. I just go past. And these people stopped and stayed with us the whole time. So, your God is really good. <laughs> so, I'm going to finish today with our fear factor story so <laughs> remember what's our scripture you all know it by now i know so if you only remember one scripture it's second timothy 1 verse 7 for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind so yeah that's my first question this morning to you what is a sound mind um pastor Noto, will you tell them what's a sound mind and you're going to all tell me what's your definition of a sound mind Sonia, will you just take the mic there when she's done? Dr. <laughs> Rivet, um, the Amplified Bible explains it so nicely. It's a self-disciplined, self-controlled yes. mind. In a renewed mind, Romans 12, 2. Thinking like God thinks, mm. not like the world thinks. Thinking supernaturally, thinking extraordinary. You know, so yes. that's, that's my definition of a sound mind, Amen. you know, not out of your mind, but in, 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 <laughs> in the your, mind in of Christ. Mind. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. Glenda, you want to tell us what, what you think is a sound mind? Remember, this is the school of the supernatural, so we all interact in a school. Yeah? It's like a teacher asking questions. <laughs> you can talk in Afrikaans, I will translate. <laughs> Um, I think the sound of mind is um, what in your what in your gedachtes is, and you must be gefangen in Jesus Christus. Yes. So this is a case that we as means make. Or is this not very makkelijk elke keer? Yeah, nee? that's true. Okay, so she said it's our thoughts, and we must keep it, take it captive in Jesus Christ. So um, it's not always easy, and you all are doing my whole teaching this morning. So I'm very glad, <laughs> Sonia. I think it's you. It's being still and let God do what, what okay, He has also. to do. Trudy, what's a sound mind? What, in your opinion, is a sound mind? Because remember, we we hear things, and sometimes we have this vision of what it's about, but we really don't know, or we have our own perception of it. So, what's your thinking around the sound mind? What is it for you? Die kalmte en die vrede, wat die Heere oor een mens bring, en die bewustheid, jy moet net bykie bedaar, hy, hy is met jou, dan is dit, of jy 
nieuwe um, hoe kan ik sê kan doen wat jy moet doen en anders gaan so she says it's the calmness and the peace of God in your life yes Lorraine Yes, I can't really add to that. It's, okay. it's just to have the calmness of mind and be still and know that He is God and and just get perspective in your in your mind before before one actually reacts. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Karen. I think the uh, sound mind would be like. Another way of putting it, it would be like a viewpoint from the spiritual perspective. Instead of looking at something through a worldly perspective, we look at it through the spiritual perspective. Yes. It would well, give us God's a view. better sound of mind. Yes. Yeah. So we will be more in alignment with the word. Amen. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Can we go that side? <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Uh, Sorry for a moment, I had a blank mind. <laughs> uh, sound of mind, and then uh, it's how one can use his mind, how he thinks, and then uh, about things of God. Yes, thank you. Desmond? Okay, for my side, uh, I want to agree with Pastor Nada on saying it's a self-disciplined mind, and again, it's the mind that is that is fixed or focused on on the will of God, like the word of God. So that's a sound man for me. Amen. Sibu Siso. Morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, the word sound mind to me, what comes into my mind, it's clear, without impurities, just like that water next to you. It's Thanks. clear, I can able to see through. Yes. So, yeah, sound mind, it's clear, it's pure. That's what I can call Okay, Amy. Okay, you can keep the mic there. Okay. Talent? Um, looking at uh, two aspects there, um, there is sound. The definition of sound usually comes in uh, when we're talking of something that has order. Uh, talking on a musical perspective, there is yes. noise, there's chaos, and when they say something is sound, it is, it is ordered. There is an order in, in, in the knots that you put. So a sound mind for me comes in, your, your state of mind is yes. ordered. There is point A, point B, point C. So when we speak, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of sound mind, it means that there is order in the way you think. Mm. There is order in the way that you conduct yourself. So, yeah. I mean... That's powerful. I like that, the, the sound part, because it's so true. You, you, to have a song, you have to have order and structure. You can't just press notes and think it's going to be a song. <laughs> so it's so powerful. So I just have a few definitions I want to share with you. So it says, a sound mind is telling your mind what to do and where to go instead of chasing after every food and feeling you experience. So who's in control of our mind? You yourself is in control of your mind. Another definition says, sound mind, mind sorry, allows for someone to be rational in all ordinary decision-making. Those who struggle to be rational in normal circumstances, deciding what to do, what to say, what to eat, do not have sound minds. I mean, you can't, every time you want to decide, okay, I'm going to eat this, think, okay, I must, what is, sometimes people go crazy. 
overanalyzing everything. Is this, this, if we do that, in the end they can't even decide what they're going to eat. So that's what happened to me. That's why I was giving my testimony on that Friday. The moment you go into like that moment of shock, of I didn't have a sound mind, I promise you, I couldn't remember one person that I know who was the first person that I must phone. I was sharing that with them on Sunday morning in the pastor's lounge about, you know, your mind just go like in a freeze something, your whole body like just, and I didn't know anybody. I didn't know, must I phone the insurance? Must I phone my husband? What am I going to do? And everybody looks at me. Mommy, what are you going to do? So, you know, it's, it's that thing. So we must quickly get over it. So what I want to ask you this morning, do you really believe you have a sound mind? So it's so easy to say, yes. But do you believe the enemy's lies? Because in John 8, verse 44 from the Amplified, it says, You are your father, the devil. And it's your will to practice desires, which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is naturally, natural for him. For he is a liar and the father of lies and half-truths. And it's that true, like what Pastor Renato said to me this morning. You have a ministry because that's the first thing. I was also saying to him, because my daughter was driving and she was immediately, oh no, okay, what is she doing wrong? Everything just goes wrong in her life, you know. Um, and that's the first thing we believe. It's the lie. We don't think about, oh, okay, the first thing is, ugh. I was telling my husband this last night, um, we are going through a little bit of a battle now, <laughs> and every time I receive like a WhatsApp or an email, it's like my whole body goes in shock. You feel like somebody kicks me here in the <laughs> back. So immediately you think about the lie, and um, that's where we need to have a sound mind, and that's where this come in. So what does the Bible say about us? And I mean, that's the only truth. So the first thing is, um, it's the presence of God. Because we don't have the presence. So in Psalms 96, verse 6, from a Passion Translation, say it beautiful. Breathtaking brilliance and awe-inspiring majesty radiates from His shining presence. His stunning beauty overwhelms all who come before Him. Isn't it beautiful? And sometimes we don't feel like it. Um, it's like when I was recovering after the operation, and Pastor Renato will know, sometimes you just want to walk around in your pajamas and your slippers. And the first time after two weeks when I decided, okay, now it's time to dress up a little bit, I actually felt so good. <laughs> yeah, because okay, I'm feeling now something is happening. I'm not sick anymore. I'm not sore anymore. And that's what God's presence is. It's so beautiful. It's like... You just feel better. It's just there. So what is the um, Greek meaning of a sound mind? So the phrase sound mind is taken from the Greek word sophroneo, which is a compound word combining sozo and phroneo. The Greek word sozo means to be saved or delivered. It suggests something that is delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, and protected, and is now safe and secure. Wow, that is really beautiful. It's you are safe and secure. No fear, no nothing, because why? You have the presence of God, and that makes us safe and secure. And it in indicates your whole frame of thinking. What are you thinking about? What's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? Because in Proverbs 23, verse 7, from the New King James, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what do you think about yourself? 
I'm a failure, I can't do anything right. What am I doing wrong? And I know Pastor Renato always asks me, what are you doing right? <laughs> and I know it's the truth. Remember what I said? We are just going through the facts now. It's not the truth. But we need to renew our minds. And how are we going to do it? And so um, that's why I wanted to share about you with this teaching because it was really something I'm struggling with. Well, not anymore because we're all going through it and we are learning and that's the part of this. So, um, so what is the thing you say to yourself when you're all alone? So it's fine here yeah, when I ask you, what do you think? And you say, oh, I'm beautiful, I'm wonderful. But the moment you step out of here, oh, I, I'm not worth nothing. Nobody loves me, nobody calls me, nobody speaks to me. I'm all alone. It's true. Um, you can say to me it's not, but it's natural. And it's so amazing for me when we go through hard times of things. And I would say to Karen, for example, yo, I was struggling so much this week. I didn't have nobody. And she would tell me, I was struggling with the same thing. I didn't have nobody to talk to, and I felt so alone. And I think, oh, my word, so why didn't we just talk to each other? <laughs> and that's the thing. Sometimes, and I know as Pastor Renato always tells me also, why didn't you just WhatsApp me or tell me this thing? You always think, yo, I don't want to bother somebody. Everybody have their own battles to fight their own lives. But, yo, um, I think we should just know. God has placed people in our lives so that we can help each other and encourage each other as well in Him. So in Psalm 61, verse 2 from the New King James, I want to share with you the scripture because every night this week, or this last week when I went to bed, I just had a scripture over and over in my mind and heard it and I was wondering, yo, what scripture is it? I don't even know. But in Psalm 61, verse 2, it says, From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And wow, that was so beautiful because sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed with everything. And then he's our rock. The only, the only stable and constant thing that we know we have. Okay, so let's have a look at how can I get a sound mind because yeah, Romans 12 verse 2 describes it so beautiful, amplified. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. Focus on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. So is that the thought you have about yourself for His perfect will? And I know, um, I know Dr. Caroline leaves this, and I know Pastor Nautos also shared about it. It takes 21 days to break a habit, and then I think three cycles of 21, then you totally you're out of your life. So that's it. Just don't think, okay, now I stand up and I say, oh, I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus, and then you storm out of the door and you think nothing's going to touch you. The first thing you have, the first God that cut you off there, the bridge, you want to tell him exactly what you think of him, <laughs> and then raise your sound mind, because that's not a sound mind. I'm going to share with you some other scriptures now that shows it to you. So it's a continuous thing. It says there, you mature spiritually. So what is it when you mature? It's like when you have meat and you have it matured. If you put it there in the fridge for one day, it's not matured yet. It's a process. So I know God can do it like this, but sometimes it is a process. 
So if it doesn't happen for you like this, if I put my Bible under my cushion tonight and it's not everything in my head tomorrow, it's a process for me. I need to hear it every day. And as Pastor Renata says, repetition brings revelation. So what? We repeat and repeat and repeat. That's why I'm repeating the scripture. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Um, there's a, a photo on Facebook that I always share. I don't know if you've seen it. They have this little cell phone, and then it's drained. And there's a little bit of red power there. So what do we do with our cell phones? Immediately, oh, I need power. I need to charge it. But do we do it to ourselves? We just go on. It's fine. Oh, okay. Tomorrow I might need God. So I'm quickly going to say a scripture and say, oh, God, help me. I've done this, or I need you. But... Then we go on again, then we let the battery go down and dies. And so what, do, what happens to a cell phone's battery when you charge it 10 seconds, speak on it, charge it? It's going to get broken. It's not going to work anymore. So that is how we are. We're charging quickly. Want to get a scripture, plug out, plug in. That's not how it works because we need to mature. It's like the same with the meat. If I put it in and out of the fridge, what's going to happen? It's going to get rotten and get some worms and stuff. It's not going to be nice. So I want you all to do a little exercise with me this morning. <laughs> Jump up and down. <laughs> I'm joking. And um, I always, I, I'm picking on Pastor Renata now this morning because it's so easy. <laughs> She's just here. I always tell people when I honor her and we speak about things, the thing that she learned me the most that I've learned from is a love of the word because she just confesses it and speaks it out loud. And that's how we fight our enemy. Loud. Because he's like a roaring lion. Is a roaring lion soft? See, if I'm like a little mouse, is he going to hear me? Nope. So I want to do an exercise. So I want you to wrap your stomach and drop your head. Same time, anyway. And then I want you to count to ten in your mind. Now say out your name loudly. Say it loud. What does happen? Can you still count? You still remember to rub your stomach and your head? No. So what does it show you? That's how we're going to take our thoughts captive. Because the moment I speak out loud and confess the word, that thought is not going to be in my head anymore. So remember it. Just enough. One, if you count and you say your name, there's nothing. You totally forget about it. Okay, so... What are we doing? It's 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 from the Amplified. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that set itself up against the true knowledge of God. We are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So do you see how we take it captive? I know it's a stupid little exercise, but <laughs> you know, it's how you take it captive. I just wanted to show you. The moment you say you can't think about those things again, so what Pastor Renato also said, you know, like in the Amplified, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, and Desmond also said, they have to talk about self-control, all those things. Um, so when we have fear, do we have self-control? No, because you're shaking and you want to do things and you don't know what to do and you're all over the place. You can't think clearly. So um, is it good that we are controlled by our feelings? No. I know I always say... Um, Love is a feeling. You need to show me you love me. But love is also one of the fruit of the Spirit. Nah. 
So that's a good one to share <laughs> because it's fruit of the Spirit, so we need to have love. So that feeling, but this feeling that's not from God, it's not good. Okay, and, and you know in our imagination, we have a situation and then we might think, um, okay, like when I had to get in the car again and drive back, you know, so I had an automatic car, so I had to come home with a manual car. So the first thing I was thinking about is for three days, will I be able to change the gears? Will I remember? Will it go smooth? And my knee, will I be okay with everything? And I had all those things that when we passed the place where the accident happened, you know, you're like, oh, we went there like it's 100 kilos an hour, and we went there past like 60 kilos. <laughs> Just gave away that it happened. Do you see the thing? Ah, that's not a sad mind. <laughs> but yeah, who controls your mind again? Yourself. Because what? God gave us the power to control it. But who do we allow it to control? We allow the enemy to control it. Why don't we allow God to control us? So Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, which, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Wow, that is so beautiful. Because is that what's going through our minds the whole time? What is good? What is, so if something bad happens, the first thing is, oh, why again? Um, sorry, I'm very real with you this morning. I do apologize because um, when this thing happened to us, I'm not a call the other battle that God already won for me. <laughs> The first thing I think is, why again? This is now the, how many times did this happen? Well, how many times? So obviously. And I don't feel like I'm being tested or I didn't pass a test or nothing. It's just sometimes you feel you can trust people and then things don't work out. But then I get upset. But why again? <laughs> and I was not upset with God. I was just upset. And because, but that's not noble foods. It's what... I must just think, okay, so God saying to me now, um, you were long enough in a comfort zone. Because that's what I tend to do. I get in a comfort zone. And I think most of us, because it's comfortable, I know how things are going to work. I know this and this, and I know I have enough money for the next three months to pay my car installment. And then when something happens, you immediately think, oh, what about my child? Am I able to pay a university fees? What about this? But that's not the force, because what did God says? He's going to supply all my needs. But so that's how we're going to have to take our thoughts captives. And um, I like it like what Pastor Renata did this morning when she shouts. Because once again, I told you, we need to shout at the devil. <laughs> Can't fight him with our thoughts. Oh, being timid or being like a mouse. Unfortunately not. And we need to be loud and responsible and that's the thing. We need to change our own behavior and our own thoughts. Because it doesn't help. I can say, oh, talent has upset me this morning. He better change his attitude. No. And he didn't bring me cakes. I'm very upset with him. <laughs> 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 
So, what, is it right? Now, I should have thought I maybe should have brought cake. <laughs> you see, so, that's it. We need, because, and I know, it's not something that happens so quickly. It's something we have to work on every second. Every second while we're awake. And, and like that song we sang about the goodness of God. She said, you know, until she falls asleep and wake up. But it's also when you're sleeping. And sometimes we don't sleep because our minds is just going all crazy and thinking about things. And if you remember something, you get up at 12 o'clock at night and go and look on your computer quickly. What's this? What's that? That's not the Holy Spirit with us every moment. If we're asleep and... I think Pastor not always say when we have our prayer sessions on Friday, he's going to bless you in your sleep as well. He blesses his children. Yes. So about our attitudes to change it, Philippians 2, 5 to 7 says, I have the same attitude in yourself, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example in selfless humility, who although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, as one with him, possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, as he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it, but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality in his rightful dignity. By assuming the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of men, he became completely human, what was without sin, being fully God and fully man. Wow, that's so beautiful. Just that I was sharing, and the last time when we had, when we were praying afterwards, I was sharing with that story that I watched, The Chosen, the app, and just the way they portray Jesus. It's so beautiful. Because when he looked at people, it was just love. And it's so difficult. I, I, was, I was telling you about the Daisy petal mentality with love. You know, I love you now, I don't love you. Oh, okay, you didn't greet me this morning, so I'm upset with you. Uh, Pastor Renato, you didn't phone me today, I'm upset with you. Now I love you. Okay, tomorrow I say, oh, come, I have a nice chocolate cake. Yes, I love you again. And the day after, uh, something happened, you didn't tell me about it. So, but that's not how Jesus is, and that's how we must change our attitude. And it's difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> and just something that I heard somebody, God, you will never look into someone's eyes that God does not love. And that is so important. It, it does not feel like that. You're going to think, oh, I don't like you. How can God love you? <laughs> but it's not true. It's not our thing. And um, there's scripture, Romans 8, 28. Whenever we face things and things happen, and that's what I also said to my daughter when she had some struggles. It says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. So are you called? Does he have a plan and a purpose for your life? Yeah, so he works out everything for our good. He did not co- cause the accident to happen. It was somebody else that used his own free will to decide what he's going to do. But God's going to work it out for our good. So, you know, everything, and that's the thing where we think, oh, why did God allow it to happen? We always pray, put your angels around us, give us safety. But what if he didn't pray? Well, then what would have happened then? Maybe then we, I really wouldn't have been here. So, you know, that was that person's choice. It was not God's choice 
for him to make the U-turn. And then there's just one thing. You are never alone in any storm or battle you face. Never. He's always there with us. Although sometimes if you are, oh, I'm all alone, you're not here. Um, but then I think again, so how did you plug in your cell phone just for five seconds? I'm going to just quickly send a WhatsApp or a SMS. And this one is very important. And sometimes it's difficult when you look at somebody and they challenge you on things. And so Ephesians 6 verse 12 says this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly, spiritual, supernatural places. So sometimes we need to see what, where is this fight coming from? What is this battle? Why? Oh, somebody fighting with you. What is the reason behind it? We just see the person and think, oh, you're a horrible person. What's wrong with you? But it's the enemy that is using that person, person to provoke you and to make sure, you know, there's your soft spot. I'm just going to poke you a little bit there. So then <laughs> Colossians 3 verse 12. I'm doing all the things from the Amplified. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above the heavenly things, not on things that on the earth which have only temporal value. So what's a habit? How do you create a habit? I just told you how you break a habit. You know, so for 21 days you fast, you don't do that. So how do you create a habit? Also, start every day. The same, every day. Plug into your Bible. Charge yourself. Get that word, because how can we fight? How, we do, how are we going to know what's good for us only? if we don't plug into our Bible. And yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm so tired. I can't fight. It's not for me. And especially with this attack of the enemy now with this virus and uh, so many pastors that you know that get admitted and people will ask you, but why are it happening to them? Um, I can't tell you why it happens to them, but... You're not with people every day, um, so you're. But we need to fight the fight, always, no matter what happens to us. And in 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of the faith. In the conflict with evil, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession of faith in the presence of many witnesses. So that's the thing. When we are sick, when we are facing anything, um, we need to fight the good faith, the fight of good faith. And how are we going to do it? With the word, with praise and worship, with prayer. Um, and just now, because um, I love music, it's just praise and worship. It's just, um, and I can see in the morning when we play it, how it touches many of you. And you know, sometimes, and I told you before, when you're going through things, isn't it amazing for me, like how God works? So when you Go on Facebook, every spiritual thing, every verse, everything is just connected to your situation. <laughs> you know? So, okay, God, you are talking to me <laughs> through social media. <laughs> you know, and every song that you're singing, like this morning, you know, everything you say, uh, okay, God, that's exactly what I'm going through. You're speaking to me, you know. And that's what I feel, and that's what I remember. The same with... With the way people write songs, oh, it's my desire. I would love to write songs and play instruments because 
but now I'm a writer. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I do things differently. But just remember when people write a song, it's about what they're personally going through. That's their struggle. So sometimes we might think, oh, but it's not really um, doctrinal correct or whatever. But for me, I don't even listen to that. I just think, okay, this person went through the same battle as I did. So it's encouraging me. Huh? Isn't it true? Like this morning, I could see many of you with touch. And I don't ask you, oh, what now? What's the scripture? But if you go deeper, you can find the scripture in all those songs. Because um, when I listen, it says, oh, guy, who in perfect love cast us all fear. The scripture is there. So, yeah, that's amazing. And then the most important thing, well, First John 4, 4. Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them. The agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world of sinful mankind. So he already overcame everything for us. And that's what Pastor Renato also said last week in the prayer session. He's already there now tomorrow. You already know the plans, how he's going to work things out. But it's what, like I always say to Lorraine always, you know, we give it to God, but then we take it back again. I give it to him, then I take it back again. So when I give it to him, I must trust him how he's going to work out things. It's not always like we want it. Because I know, I just want, I like my comfort zone. He don't like me in a comfort zone. <laughs> so I said to ask my husband, oh my word, my only desire always was just to have a boring life, but obviously that's not God's plan for me. No boring for you. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> so, and remember, what's the biggest thing where the enemy fights you? In your mind. Because it's so easy for him to plant that little seed to so let you believe it. So when you're sick, and you have sniffles, you think, oh, I have COVID. And then, before you might think you might have COVID, because you may, maybe not even have been in contact with anybody, because, but my mind convinced me I have COVID. So in Romans 8, 5, it says, For those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, flesh which gratify the body. But those who are living according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit, His will and purpose. So what is his will and purpose? As I said to you. And we need to fight it constantly. Because it's so easy. That thing just, oh God, what, what am I going to do now? How am I going to resolve the situation? But he always looked at me. and He did it before, so he will always do it again. So um, we need to fight the flesh. So remember what I said to you um, Sometimes we want to fight everything on our own, but sometimes we just need a little bit of encouragement. Um, if Karen might feel down and she think, okay, I don't want to cut somebody's head today, I'm going to give them some of cut in here because <laughs> this person irritates me. <laughs> and found me and then I just got to encourage you. Oh, Karen, don't worry. <laughs> just trim the points or something. <laughs> but, you know, it's difficult. We, we need to encourage each other. And I think... Um, it's so good if you're part of somebody that you can know, like fellowshipping here, coming to Wednesday mornings, tuning into prayer sessions, to life services, everything. But remember also, we are allowed to speak into your life. Yeah? Make sure you know the fruit of the Spirit. 
what fruit does the person have? And I'm teaching everything out of Pastor Renato's mouth this morning, so I'm citing her. <laughs> so, um, you see, I listen when she speaks. <laughs> because why? Because she has the fruit. So I know that's the fruit I want, and that's what I want to teach you as well. Now to stand on the word. So, very important. We need to take our thoughts captive and to fellowship with others. Let us encourage each others. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit, the old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings a new life. So what is it? We need to wipe out that old foods, that past. We're always thinking, oh, but I did that in the past. It's gone. It's wiped clean now. We're starting clean because we renew our mind every day, every second. We need to do it. It must be a conscious thing. Like you deciding what you're going to eat. Okay, what scripture can I, can I say now first? What do I know? Well, I'm going to renew my mind. And we need to encourage ourselves. It's fine. I can't every time find Pastor not say, oh, I just don't feel so well today. What? Encourage me. She's going to say to me, how many times must I encourage you? <laughs> Do you have a Bible? <laughs> so, yeah, it's good if it's really something that you feel overwhelmed with. Remember first, use the rock when I feel overwhelmed with. But then also go to a fellow believer that can encourage you. And that is so beautiful for me because what does the word give in our life? If I speak to someone and I need to encourage them or counsel them, Matthew 7, 24 to 25 says it beautiful. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man, a far-sighted, practical and sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods and torrents came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So if there's no rock, how can we make a solid foundation? If we do not use the word to build that foundation. If I just use it to say, I'm useless, I'm worthless, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I don't know the word. <laughs> if the first storm that comes, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to fall flat and I'm going to drown in that storm because it's not true. Because remember what I said to you previously. How, what peace do we have in the storm? The same as Jesus. He slept in the storm. Because he knew God got everything under control. So we need to get there that we can sleep through that storm. So yeah, that's, there's so much more. It was so difficult just to put this in a little teaching about the sound mind. Please, I encourage you, go and study it really, really. Because it's so important. We think it's not, but that's what controls everything in our life. This thing here between our ears. <laughs> what we think, what we do, how we operate in life, how we treat people, how we judge people. And that's not for us to judge. We can't say, oh, Pastor Nata, I don't like that blue jacket. <laughs> because she loves it. It's comfortable, it's soft. It's... We must first go and look at our own hearts and see the motive. So where does it come from? From our mind. That's where everything needs to. So we need to take every fool captive and speak only good things. Amen. Okay, so is there any questions?
Anything, Pastor Nato, you want to say? We're going to pray and close. Then we're going to pray again afterwards for anybody that needs prayer. Okay, let's close this session. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this wonderful day. Thank you that we could spend time in your word and learn that fear is not from you, but that you give us power and love and a sound mind, and that we need to control our minds and just make sure we put the right force of power and love and positive things in our minds, because that's what you want for our lives. You made us for a plan and a purpose, for a time such as this. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that's listening and every heart that's Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.